Now, everybody who has a car, the, whoever created that car, the manufacturer says, you have to put unleaded gas in your car, unless you have diesel, right? Unleaded gas. You can't make up in your mind, you know what, I'm gonna put orange juice in my tank. Orange juice, that's how I'm rolling. Go ahead and put orange juice in your tank and see how far you get. As a matter of fact, can I give you a sidebar? Disobedience will lead you to your own destruction. Put orange juice in your gas tank and I guarantee you will destroy it because you want to use what you want to use to get you where you want to go. It don't work that way. You got to use what's, what the manufacturer said you have to use. And God said, if you want my blessings in my kingdom, you got to use my keys, my principles, the things I have lined out for you. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. Amen. So this is our year of divine alignment. So all of the messages we're going to hear is going to get us in line with God's purpose for our lives, God's divine will for our lives. And last week we talked about purpose. And I I realized, I thank God for that message because I realized that many of us here do not know why we're here. And so the Lord has led us to, we're going to do a class next month um, in February. It's going to probably be a two-week class. Amen. So that we can discover purpose. And we talked about last week that discovering your purpose is aligned with your gifting and your talent. What happens is God will give you a, a, a talent that's going to lead you to your gift, and that gift will lead you to your purpose. And so next month, we're going to have a class to discover and align ourselves with God's purpose for our lives. But church, one of the things that God did when he created us, and for some, it may be a blessing. For some of us, it might be a curse. But God gave us free will the right to choose. And with that, some people choose God. Some people choose not to choose God. Some people choose life and some choose death. Some choose, you choose whatever you want. And I I often ask God, God, why did you give us a choice? You know, because when you give people a choice, sometimes they choose the wrong thing. And and, and God made it very clear in his voice, because I want them to love me because they want to love me. I want them to serve me because that's their choice. Not because I'm forcing them to do it or because I'm some type of genie. I keep doing good things for you that so you can lift your hands and worship me. God don't want that. He wants your heart. He, want, he, he wants you, the essence of you. And so he gives us a choice in the matter. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, your choices. We're going to talk about three choices that you have. And we're going to unpack this. If you have your Bible, turn me to the book of Joshua. Now I got a whole lot of scripture today. So just hanging there with a brother. Most of it, we will definitely put on the screen. I'm not going to have you keep turning because we'll spend the whole day turning. I got a lot of scripture, okay? But we're going to start in Joshua. Joshua chapter 24. I need to pull just one verse to to get my point across here. Joshua 24. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. No problem. Joshua in our Old Testament. Amen. Joshua chapter 24. I'm just going to pull verse 15. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. It it says this. It said, if and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. 
whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in those in the land that you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, I, that's all I need to extract for now. Um, see, I made a decision for my family. See, I know everybody has their own free will and their own choice. It's not underneath my roof. You can have a choice and a will once you leave my house. But I like Joshua. He says, as for me and everybody that live underneath my house, we will serve the Lord. So I made a choice and so did my family to follow me as I follow Christ. And so we made a choice together that we will serve the Lord. And so my sermon title is simple. The choice is yours. In 1999, uh, a movie came out that I actually like. It was called The Matrix. Now, the main character was Neo. He was working in his cubicle, living his life, minding his business, and to purpose crept up on him. Purpose crept up on him and said, what you're doing is not what you're designed to do, Neo. There's more in you, there's greatness in you that you don't even know is there because you're a slave to this world that you're in. You're a slave to the kingdom that you're involved with. And he didn't even know he was a slave. He just acclimated himself to whatever he was, you know, I'm staying in my little cubicle and keep doing my little job and, 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 you know, I get a check every two weeks, so I'm good. And that was, that was his life. Till he met with a brother named Morpheus. And Morpheus made him choose. He offered him a blue pill and a red pill. So which one you want, Neo? If you take the blue pill, you're going to stay in the, in the kingdom you're in. Stay a slave. Stay, stay bonded. Stay where you are. And don't, don't grow. But if you take this red pill, I, I'm going to show you how far you can go, bro. Because you, you have no idea what's inside you. But you got to take this red pill to do it. And God is saying the same thing to us. Church, you have a choice. You can stay in the kingdom you're in, a slave to your cubicle, or you can discover God and your purpose. And it's funny that the pill was red. The blood of Jesus. See, 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 it's funny that he wants you to take the red pill. And, and understand that by taking this real pill, your eyes will be open to what's really around you. And so, so that's the first choice that God is giving us. God has given us the first choice. And the first choice is, do you want to choose God? or choose the world. That's the first choice we have to make. And many of us say, well, God, I, why do I have to make a choice? Why can't I have both? Because God said you can't have both. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. He said, because if you're lukewarm, you make me sick to my stomach. That's what the Bible says. And so most of us, this is what we want to do. Nibble on this pill and then nibble on that pill. We only nibble on this pill on Sunday. My little church pill, get my little... 
Then we come in here, oh, praise the Lord. And then the rest of the week, we're chomping on the blue pill because we don't want to give up the world. The things of the world are attractive to our flesh. And because it's attractive to our flesh, we never move beyond that. And with that, we're making a choice not to understand who I really am. And that's why we, no matter how much you try, you find yourself in a place where you feel empty, it's because you haven't taken the red pill. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church, y'all all right? Don't get quiet on me, Presbyterians, y'all all right? All right. I pick on people like that, it's all right. But, but, but understand God has asked us to make a choice. Let me give you another scripture. First Kings, you ain't got to turn it up to put on the screen because I get through it quicker that way. First Kings chapter 18, verse 21. Look what it says here. It says, and Elijah came to the people and said, how long will you uh, falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. He told them, make a choice. And they said, mm -mm. we ain't making no choice because we don't want to choose the wrong thing. What if we start following God and, 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 I, and I lose my identity, I lose myself? And that's why people, you know what, that's where most people are. But they think they come and they, they accept Jesus Christ. Huh, huh, I'm going to have to change everything about me. That's not what God said in his Bible. He's going to make you better. You realize that, right? He wants you to be you, but he's going to make you a better you. Think about Paul. Paul, the apostle, he, he, was, he was off the chain when he was Saul. He was going around and he was doing all types of stuff. And God said, I can use that same tenacity to build my kingdom. Look at Peter. Peter was off the chain. Peter was, he was the one type of guy that would cut you if you got him wrong. That's why Jesus stayed, look, he stayed close to Jesus. Remember in the garden, he cut off the man's ear because he stepped to Jesus. So, God, he took his personality and made him better. And so that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to make us better. So the first choice you have, church, is God or the world. The choice is yours. The second, the second choice that we have is in relation to what Elder John talked about last week when we did our kingdom investment time. He mentioned the keys. He mentioned keys. Now, let me, let me read a scripture for you. In Matthew 16, 19, it says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on the earth will be loose in heaven. So God says, I'm going to give you keys. Keys. Now, according to the scripture, when you read it in its entirety, keys are only principles and laws. So I'm going to give you principles that's going to unlock things in your life. Now, here's the thing about keys. We know this to be true. Keys can open doors. We can also lock doors. And guess what? The keys are in your hands. I give you keys. I give you principles and things that can help you unlock. Now, you got to understand what that means. So, that means if this is the door to my blessing, the keys are in my hand. If I never use the key, who fault is that? And we blame God. God, you ain't blessing me. God, you're not opening no doors for me. I gave you the keys to open your own door. You have the keys, you just won't use them. Now, again, keys are principles. So there are natural principles or natural laws and there are spiritual ones. Let me give you a natural one. Gravity is a natural law. Can't get around it. So it's natural. What goes up will eventually 
It's a natural law, but there's supernatural laws that we just ignore. Let me give you one that's going to mess, you, mess your whole head up and, and, and one that y'all struggle with, giving. Did you know that giving is a supernatural principle? It's a law? He says, give and it shall be given unto you. So you can't unlock that principle for yourself unless you first do what it takes and give. But here's our problem. The reason why we don't have these keys is because we made our own set of keys. Yeah, we freestyle. We, we make our own keys because we don't like God's keys because that's going to take some type of accountability and obedience. We don't like accountability. We don't like obedience. So I'm going to make my own keys. But then we go to the same door. It ain't working. What's, what's wrong? It's because you're not using what God has given you to unlock the principles in your life so you can receive your blessing and your breakthrough. You want to do your own thing and do it your own way. Make your own rule book. It don't work that way. Let me ask you a question. Now, everybody who has a car, the, whoever created that car, the manufacturer says you have to put unleaded gas in your car unless you have diesel, right? Unleaded gas. You can't make up in your mind, you know what, I'm going to put orange juice in my tank. <laughs> orange juice, that's how I'm rolling. Go ahead and put orange juice in your tank and see how far you get. As a matter of fact, can I give you a sidebar? disobedience will lead you to your own destruction. Put orange juice in your gas tank and I guarantee you will destroy it because you want to use what you want to use to get you where you want to go. It don't work that way. You got to use what's, what the manufacturer said you have to use and God said, if you want my blessings in my kingdom, you got to use my keys, my principles, the things I have lined out for you. Now, this is what we do. We get over here God don't love me. His promises ain't true. You ain't using the right keys. You got a whole handful of keys and when the last time you used them. Again, they open doors and they lock doors. Look what the scripture says. It says, you got to look at the scripture in its entirety and see how it's connected. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So you got to look at the latter part of scripture in connection with the first part. So the keys are connected to my, to the binding and loosing, right? So, so this is what God is saying. I'm giving you the principles to unlock the things of your life. And then there's two ways to bind and loose with your actions and with your words. Two things, your actions and your words. So if I want anything bound, I got to do something and say something in order for it to be bound. If I want something loose, I got to do something and say something. We keep our mouths closed and we don't do nothing. God just drop it in my lap. Come on, magic genie, drop it in my lap. And when he don't, it's his fault. We blame him. God ain't blessing, he ain't promising, maybe he ain't hearing. No, you ain't using the right keys. You ain't opening your mouth, you ain't doing nothing. Again, so, so let me, can I, can I give you a picture of what we look like? Again, when look what it says, whatever I bind in the earth will be bound in heaven. 
So this is what we look like. I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to finish school. I'm never going to finish school. They're never going to promote me. They're never going to promote me. You, so you got to understand what's happening. Whatever I say in the earth, he said, is will be said in heaven. So whatever I say in the earth is being echoed throughout the heavens. And now you have just sealed your faith by your own words. That, that, whatever I bind is bound. So God says, whatever you say in the earth, I'm going to say in heaven. Whatever you say in the earth, whatever you loose, I'll loose it up here too. And because our, we have such a negative mindset and because we don't use our keys, we wonder why we stay in the same situation. Because we ain't open our mouths, we ain't doing nothing. So the opposite is in reverse too. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Whoa. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I'm getting that promotion. I'm getting that promotion. I am going to buy me a house this year. I am going to buy me a house I'm going to get my year. credit right this year. I'm going to get my credit I'm going right to find year. my purpose this year. I'm going to find my purpose this year. You, you see how that works? Every time I open my mouth, heaven has opened his mouth too. And they only go repeat what I say. Here's your keys. Why you ain't using them? Why you ain't opening your mouth? Why you're not doing something? The Bible says faith without works. You can have all the faith you want. But if you're not using it, if you're not applying it, you're sitting there with a set of keys in your hand, ain't going nowhere. You got to use the keys God has given you. You got to use the tools he's given you. He's given you a mouth. Open up your mouth. Let me, let me show you another scripture. Just put it on the screen for me. Proverbs 14, 12. Here's our problem. Here it is right here. Look what it says. There's a way that seems right to man, but it's in is the way of death. If the Bible says. So when we do everything, we think it's right. Oh, you know, it, it's right to me, but it ain't aligned with the keys God has given you. And you wonder why it's not working out because it's your way. You ain't the manufacturer. You didn't create yourself. And you can't create the promises of God. And so you got to align yourself up with what God has say. said. The choices is yours. Put up on here for me. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Look what it says here. Again, the choice is yours. He says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you. That I have set before you life and death. Blessings and curses. Therefore, he's telling you what you should choose. Choose life that both you and your descendants might live. You got right before you, both. Life and death, blessings and curses. It's up to you which one you want. And based off of your actions and your words, you have made a choice. You do realize making no decision, you've made a decision. You realize that, right? Oh, I'm not gonna make, I'm gonna say neutral. There's no such thing. You got to choose a side. You stand in the middle, you've made a choice. God, I choose not to choose you. I choose not to use your keys because I'm staying right where I'm at. You've made a choice when you're not making a choice. And so he's, he's telling us what we should choose. We should choose life and choose the right keys, church. Now, some of us have keys, but we've only used our keys to lock the doors. Lock the doors to your blessing, to your healing to your peace, to your joy, to your promise. We're just going around just locking all the doors. And then wonder why they're not open. You don't want got the keys. If you want them open, you got to open them with the right principle. Do the right thing. 
See, the key that you have, based off your decision and your words, is going to turn one or two ways. So if you want it to lock, just say the wrong thing. Just keep doing the wrong things. Boom. You've now sealed it and locked it. But if I do and say the right things, I've turned the other way. I've now opened up my blessings and opened up the promises of God to my life. Somebody say the choice is yours. It truly is the choice is yours. Um, we can't blame God because we're not using the right keys. Now, so we have a choice between choosing God and the world. The second choice is using God's keys or not using his keys. And the last one I want to give you is choosing God's kingdom or things. Kingdom or things. Now, some people... They use their keys. They unlock everything. They just flow in their best blessings. And what happens is when those around them don't get the same thing, they become envious. They start hating on them because they, they, they know how to use their keys and they don't know how to use theirs. Now they're mad at you because you know how to use your keys. They start hating on you. Oh, look at them. They, I remember when they ain't, they ain't have nothing. I remember when, you know, and now, 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 now they got it going. Look at them. They all bougie and, you know, sedity now. It ain't Sadiddy. I just found out how my keys work. How am I Sadiddy? You mad because your key, you mad? Because your keys don't work. Or you don't know how to use the keys. That's your problem. And so, so what people will do is they will kind of come and steal and break in to get what they want instead of using the right keys. So they'll break in and steal. Understand, church, that most people operate only for things. That's all they want is things. They're motivated and their desires are built around things. Let me give you a long list of examples. Most of us go to work and work 80 plus hours bi-weekly just so we could buy things. Some try to marry into the right family so they can get... Mm -hmm. Some will sell their bodies just so they can get things. Some will sell their morals and their values just so they can possess things. Yeah. If I check some people's prayer list, it's just full of God give me the da, 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 da. just all material things. That's all we care about. What makes a man rob an 85-year-old woman? Things. Our kids, they watch television, they see all these rappers with their pants hanging down, hair all over the head, looking all like, like they just fell out of bed, gold teeth all in mouth, gold chains. Half these young cats now look like girls to me. I don't even know what, what's going on with these rappers nowadays. They weren't like rappers when I was coming out, like Eric B and Rock M. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cats that, you know, run DMC. They the kind of cats I was down with back in the day. These cats nowadays, I'm like, why you got no skinny? Why you got no pants so, so tight, bro? Why you got on a girl shirt? You a guy. That's the kind of stuff they wear now. You ever see these guys? Come on, bro. Man, that thing up. You a rapper. You talk about gangster stuff and you got on stretch pants. Come on, man. You can't be a gangster with stretch pants on. You can't do it. You can't. I don't care, I don't care how tough you try to be. You can't be a, can't be a gangster with, with stretch pants on. But our kids see that. And they see the cars they have, the jewelry they have, and they idolize these people all because they think they have. Can I let you in a little secret? Them cats ain't got no money. Let me, let me tell you something. There's something I learned. When I was in the Marine Corps, I, 
um, when I was in California, I had an opportunity um, that I couldn't take because I was in the military. But I, I just happened to be in the mall one day. And I, they had a, a piano store in the mall. And I just was in there messing around on the piano. Guy came to me and said, hey, man, we need some studio musicians to work in our studio. And, you know, artists will come in and you, you just play songs that we give you. And then you just lay down the track and we give you money. But I was in the military. I only had a couple more months left in California before I had to come back home. So I couldn't take the deal. But in that process, I learned a lot in talking with these people. These cats don't have no money. You know what happens? So these guys, they get a record deal. But they got to pay for everything. They got to pay for their own distribution. They got to pay for their own everything. And so what the label do is they front you the money up front. All that money got to be paid back. And so you just start pinching, pinching. And if no record sales, that's what they got going on tour. The only way they make money is going on tour. They don't make no money for no record sales. And so, so half the stuff you see is rented, young people. They rent jewelry. They rent cars. They rent houses. Them guys are broke. You probably got more money than them, but they got a front and floor, so they got money, so you would think they have some, so you could try to follow them and idolize them because you think they have things. And then you probably got more things than they got. Some cats are broke, unless you, you know, of course, the big people got money, Jay-Z and all that. But these little young cats, these little stretch pants dudes, they ain't got no money. Them dudes are broke. Listen to my mixtape. Listen, to, come on, man. And understand that that's what our young people look for because they think they have things. Some of us will go out there and get 12 jobs to keep up with the Joneses so we can buy. And if you look at our city, you look at our country, you look at our culture, the center of crime stinks. But let me let you in on a little secret. Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of them will be added to you. You ain't got to steal. You ain't got to wear stretch pants unless you really want to. <laughs> and brothers, I encourage you not to do it. Sisters, y'all, if that's your thing, do it. Brothers, leave them alone, please. I don't know why I'm on that thing, but that thing bothers, it vexes my spirit. You know what I'm saying, Deke? You can't do that, man. If y'all ever see me in stretch pants, put me on the altar. I'm gonna tell you, I wore stretch pants one time, I'm like, I gotta confess. Yeah, look. So we were, me and my wife, you know, we went to high school together, right? And, I, and so my senior year, you know how you when you're a senior, I, you try to take classes so you could just kind of breeze through. And so I, I had all my classes, but I had to stay at school all day because I was in ROTC. And so I took drama. So that's an easy credit. Man, my drama teacher said, I'm going to put you in a leading role in this play. It was some Shakespeare play. And I had to put on tights in front of the whole school. My wife would tell you, I was like, man, he said, if you don't wear them tights, boy, I'm a, it's gonna affect your grades. man, give me them tights, man. <laughs> man, you talking about a couple, and, and so you imagine this, you're on a stage. Good thing, you know, I, I didn't lack confidence. I never lacked confidence my entire life, especially in high school, I didn't lack confidence. I was like Joseph. 
I was like, man, I ain't worried about that. Boom. Understand what, what, what that means, church, when we're talking about things. Things, things are, are, are what, what, we, what we think that we have to chase after. We think that, we, that, that we, we run after because we think that's all we're supposed to have is things. But let me show you Romans 14. Romans 14, 17. Put it up there. Look what it says. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom is. And so some of you all say, God, I need peace and joy. It's in the kingdom. You have the kingdom keys. You can unlock it. For the kingdom is not eating and drinking. See, eating and drinking is connected to things. That's what we think we, all we need to get is things. But God says, also I have joy and peace for you in my kingdom. Um, whenever you, um, God, now let me, let me break this down. God is not against things because he created things for you. The thing, the, the difference is, is that God wants you to be consumed by things. When you, when you have, listen, here's the thing I could tell people who really got it going on because they ain't got to brag about what they got. You know, when, 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 you, when, you, when, you, when you got a fly, something fly, you ain't got to post it on Facebook. You just got it. But every time you get something, you got to post it, I mean, you really ain't got nothing. Can we, can we be real about that? See, when you got it going on and things is added to you, you just flow with it. You just like, bam. That's just what God does. That's how my God treats me. But when every time you get something, you got, oh, look, 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 look. You ain't used to things. See, when you ain't used to things, you got to hold on and flaunt the things you do have. But when you get the right keys, things come so quickly. You ain't got time to brag about the things because they're coming so rapidly. You just, they're just flowing. They're just being added to you. Now, let me let you know when you're operating in the uh, Matthew 633 uh, lifestyle. It's when you receive things you can't explain it then that's what things are being added to you. See, when you get the promotion and you didn't even qualify for it, that's God adding. When, when you got the raise and you weren't anticipating it, that's God adding. When, when you get the new house or the new car and you, weren't even, you didn't even have the credit for it, that's God adding. When you get, listen to this. When you get the good doctor's report, when you thought it was going down the other way, that's God adding to you. And so we got to understand that. But here is the problem, church. Here is the problem. This is the things. It's the fruit. And the problem is God is trying to offer you the tree. The tree is the kingdom. The fruit is the things, but, and we all taste this, and God is offering us that. We don't understand when we get the tree, we get the fruit too. It comes with it. The tree grows fruit. And so if I'm only chasing this, I'm missing out. If I only get this, now this ain't bad, but why not have a whole tree of this? I know a lot of good preachers. Friends that I have are awesome preachers. They only preach this. They never preach the kingdom. If you preach the kingdom, you've offered them the whole tree and not just a couple pieces of fruit. And, and, and church, we got we to gotta grab hold of this principle. Stop chasing things. Seek first the kingdom of God and it's righteous that all these things will be added to you. He'll just give them to you because you're his child. 
nowhere in the Bible you will find Jesus preaching prosperity. He don't have to. You know why? Because in the kingdom, prosperity is an issue. Prosperity is automatic in the kingdom. The kingdom is a commonwealth. That means wealth is common in the kingdom. And so Jesus ain't got to go around saying, if you follow me, you go, he, he always says the kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. Kingdom of, and he used all these parables to let him know that all you need is the kingdom. And when you get the kingdom, you get everything that's in it. So let me show you what this looks like. Come here for a minute, Taj. Grab, 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 a, grab a Bible. So, so Taj represents us. And once we make the decision, hold on, let me give you some keys. Once, once Taj makes the decision, oh, Elder John got plenty of keys. Once Taj, and he represents us, once he makes the decision that I'm going to choose the kingdom and not things, I'm sure what God will do. He has his word. He's committed. He's on his way to church. He's on his way to Bible study. He, and by the way, let me just tell you, people come into Bible study now. I am so happy. That's the greatest gift you can ever give a pastor is show up. Because you know what it's like? Imagine, imagine you, you prepare a meal all week. You cooked all week and then nobody showed up to your dinner. That's how I feel as a pastor when you prepare a meal and nobody comes to receive it. And so um, I thank God for you all. I, keep pressing, all right? I, it's awesome. I love it. So, um, so, so Taj, is, he's, he's preparing himself. He's seeking God and not things. He ain't worried about things because he's seeking the kingdom. And this is what God does. Now, what, 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 what's Taj doing? He's in a posture to receive. Hold on, this is the one everybody needs to see because this is the one they want. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one they want, Taj. Here's another one that they need. I don't know if they know they need greater purpose. Yeah, yeah that's something they need. Now, all he did was seek the kingdom. God just added to him. Just added. And listen, he added to him things that he may have wanted and things he didn't even ask for. Because when God started adding, he, he knows your heart. He knows what you're in need of. So he, he got some things you didn't got to ask for, he just give it to you. I know you need money. I just added to you. I know you need a new house. You need joy. You need greater purpose. You need a new car. You need good health. You need peace. And he just keep adding to you. Next thing you know, you have all these things and you had to chase them. Guess what? They chased you. When you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, these things will just follow you. And all you're doing is putting God first and using the right keys to unlock these things. See, here's the thing. Now, imagine if we, we always talk about uh, open up the, the floodgates of heaven and all that. We sing all these songs, right? Imagine God has a steel door. And behind that is all of your blessings and your breakthroughs. And it's in water, it's in a form of water. The minute you unlock it, it's just gonna overtake you. It's gonna just pour down on you just like this. Just shower you down with all these things. And you said, that's been back there the whole time. And all I had to do was unlock the door and open it up and, and I got all of it. Thanks, Todd. I don't know you wanna look at me look crazy for a long time. That's all I had to do was unlock the door. God says, yes, 
That's all you have to do. Understand you are a citizen of God's kingdom and the king will provide for his citizens. And here's another secret that he's not only the king, he's your father. So you get special privileges because he's your daddy and you are prince and princesses of the kingdom. Now here's the problem. When you pursue and chase things, you now have insulted the king. You have insulted him by thinking that he's unable to provide for you. So you got you to gotta, you gotta go seek those things like he ain't going to provide. Imagine your child. Every day, come home. Mommy, daddy, we're we going to have lights today. We're we, we going to have something to eat today. And they ask you that every single day. After a while, you're going to become like, didn't I, didn't you have lights yesterday? Did you have food yesterday? What makes you think you're going to have it today? And, and that's the same way, God, we insult him when we start chasing things and not chasing him. And so we got to change our pride. The choice is yours. Which one you want? Let me give you a couple more scriptures. I'm going to close this thing out. Romans 8, 31 and 32. Look what it says here. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? He would not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us. Listen to what it says. How shall he will not freely also give us all things? God wants to give you things, and he will, he will give you things if we use the right key and trust him. He will fulfill all your physical needs, all your social needs, all your emotional needs, all your financial needs, and all your security, all your security that you need, he will provide it. We have to make God be God and let the main thing be the main thing, and that's his kingdom, and not things. We have to be about our father's business. Jesus was all about his father's business. And, and even Jesus, look, look, let me show you another scripture. This one messed me up. Put on the screen, four, um, John 4, 33 and 34. Look what it says here. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food is not, it's to do my father's will who sent me and to finish his work. He said, I ain't chasing things. I'm, I'm here to do my father's will. He put God's purpose first. And then guess what? God met all his needs. Jesus didn't have to worry about eating and all that because God was going to take care of him. And so the question is, which one will you choose? Let me give you just one more scripture and then I'm going to close this out. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So, church, I just came here today to tell you the choice is yours. As we are aligning ourselves this year with God's will for our lives, you have to choose some things. The first choice you have is you have to choose God before the world. And understanding and choosing God, you're not going to lose you. We, listen, we are people of balance. The same person I am today the same person I was five years ago. I'm just better. I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better everything because God has used me. And guess what? I had the same person. I still like to do the same. I still like to go bowling. I still like to play cards, Mama Deborah. <laughs> Aubrey. I still like to have a good time. And guess what? I'm saved. I like nice things. I like to go to nice restaurants. I like nice clothes. And I'm still saved. 
I like, I like to laugh. I like to go to concerts. And I ain't going to necessarily see something. I like to go see Let Us See. That's right. And guess what? I'm still saved. I like to go see Mint Condition, and I'm still saved. You hear what I'm saying? A balanced life. So just because you choose God don't mean that you, you oh, I got to die to the world. Yes, you have to die to the world, but it don't mean you have to stop living. So the first choice is to choose God and not the world. The second choice is choose to use your keys and use the right keys. That's a choice. And so if you want to stay where you are and stay behind this door and not get to the other side, amen, <laughs> then that's your choice. Ain't on God, ain't on your neighbor, ain't on me as the pastor. That's your choice because God gave you keys just like he gave me keys. And if, I don't use, if you don't use your keys, that ain't on me. That's on you use the right principles. You come every week, you're getting principles. You're getting things that's going to unlock your blessing. And if you don't use it, you've made your choice. And the last choice I want you to make, church, is choose the kingdom over things. When you choose God's kingdom, God says all those things will be added to you. You ain't got to do nothing, but, but keep seeking me. Keep seeking me first. And I'm living Matthew 6.33, church. I'm living it. I'm living God's just adding to me. He's adding peace to me. Peace I never had before. He's adding it to me. Look, I wish I would have known me some years ago. I was off the chain. Boy, I would tell you, I, I, any little thing, Elder John know. People, he know, look, it's with times where I was ready to knock somebody out. And now Elder John say, Pastor, I'm ready to knock somebody out. I said, no, Elder John, don't do it. <laughs> See, now I can help him. Because God added things to me, added joy and peace and understanding and wisdom. Even when, even when I'm ready to wild out on people, I don't. Because God's adding to me. And look, I know it wasn't me because it ain't my personality. So God is adding. But he's not just adding those things. He's also adding blessings. I'm getting, look, I was in boot camp yesterday and I ain't even sore. That's a blessing to me. I'm ready for next week boot camp. Amen. God's attitude, he's going to add a good health to me. He's going to add years to my life. He's going to add financial blessing. He's going to add peace. He's going to add my children prosper. Everything he's going to add to me because I made the right choice. I choose kingdom over things. So, church, I just came back and said the choice is yours. It's up to you. And, and like, the, like the Lord said, choose life. Choose life over death. The choice is yours. Come on, stand on your feet. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast. To listen to this message or past sermons, download the Mixcloud app in the Google Play or iTunes store. Go to mgwc.net to join and get the latest church announcements. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast. Hope you'll join us next time.